0: Hello. Hello. Well, welcome to another edition of Thinking even like, they are
1: hot there, didn't I?
0: You, uh, you did. This is a thing that you've started doing a lot of.
1: Well, it kind of throws you off balance and makes you a little unnerved, which in my soul I appreciate.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. God, last week I really should have done more to try and get Ellie back. Um,
1: <laughs> you can't replace me that easily, my friend.
0: Yeah. So this is Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law.
1: I'm also from Above the Law, but you my are. name is Catherine Rubino.
0: Oh, is it? All right. It is. Well, good to know. Yeah, so we're here yet again. Uh, last week, obviously, was our 200th episode, so we're Ooh. beginning the 201st. Sorry, I was doing, like,
1: my own sound effects, because I assumed after last week's you kind of pushed out the boat on sound effects, so you probably were reticent to start them again.
0: Yeah, no, I... Um... There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. What is up?
1: Well, you know, I um you always have to kind of be wary after a big celebratory episode like the two hundredth that the two hundred and first will be a bit of a letdown emotionally mm-hmm. at the very least.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I can hear that. But
1: but I've I've kind of come up with the ultimate story to talk about. Seriously, it's perfect.
0: Oh, oh! I see what you're doing, and um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I thought
1: I thought pretty hard about that one. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so I I think what you're talking about is one of the more fun events of last week's mm-hmm. news was the revelation that Twitter was punishing a Joe Biden pet fan account.
1: That doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah. So the Oval Poffus. <laughs> Again, if you are not into these sorts of puns, this is going to be fast ar- forward. You should just fast forward a bit. Yeah, because no, uh, <laughs> this is going to happen a bit. Uh, so, the Oval Poffus, which is a website that is, you know, in honor of the champ major and Winston the cat, uh, the new denizens of the White House, at least on the animal side of things. Uh, it's a Twitter account uh, connected to a website that honors them with pictures and whenever they're in the news, sends them around. This, and uh,
1: This sounds like some pretty wholesome, good-natured...
0: Indeed, and the website attached to it raises money for animal shelters. It's and, even better. Why,
1: why would they be punished by Twitter? I mean, it took Twitter four years before they banned Donald Trump. Why are they so quick to pull the trigger on animal shelter fundraising endeavor? It
0: is unclear. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're they're they, initially. If they, only we knew. Initially, they sent an email saying that this was a impersonation account, which. I mean, query whether or not you can impersonate an animal because um, they yeah. don't have opposable thumbs. As the... Let's be
1: clear. There are no animals yeah. that are tweeting. Yeah, so... Put aside any opinion you may have about...
0: Yeah, it, it, because they're on Parler. The point is the... Parler. Oh, God. And
1: you... <laughs> you made that joke. I stole it from you. Hmm. Yeah. I watched it by learning. I learned it by watching you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that one may come up a lot more in this bit. So so anyway, they, they originally did that. And then they sent a which algorithms can flag people for dumb reasons. We've learned this from our coverage of the bar exam. However, afterwards, <laughs> there was an update that said, Oh, no, this has been resolved. You're cool. And then Followed almost immediately after that with, no, no, we have now reviewed this again. You're illegal and do not reply to this email. We will not monitor it. You're permabanned
1: Okay, let's, before we even get to the kind of the law firm part of this, yeah. this seems to break my mind a little bit. Uh, I don't understand why after a person, okay, whatever the algorithm is, technology is imperfect. It's only as good as sort of the programming that went into it, mm-hmm. whatever. I cannot imagine why after a human reviewed this would say, oh, you're." it's not okay to, to raise money for animal shelters in this way.
0: Yeah, it it is un- unclear. Uh, so Twitter's terms of service, which as you pointed out, have been something of an illusory <laughs> thing over the last several years, but Twitter's terms of service say that you can't have impersonation accounts. You can't be out there saying that you are in fact, uh, you know, a president or something like that. Sure. You can, however, have, Parody accounts, if you and fan accounts. So if you can get around this by having an account that makes clear in its bio, this is a fan page, this is a parody account, something along those lines. Those are sure, protected. And,
1: and and that makes a fair amount of sense because you don't want somebody reading a tweet to assume that it is the original exactly. person if it is not. But if it's very clear that it's a fan account, it seems to exactly ameliorate all these issues
0: yes and so this particular account notes that it is both a fan page and not actually affiliated with the white house two of
1: actually any animals tweeting
0: right putting aside that part (laughs) again which we have now put aside so far that it's several feet out social distance away Uh, but yeah so all of the hallmarks of the actual terms of service have been met Mm -hmm. what I don't know as though Twitter was prepared for was the fact that the whole account is actually run by the good folks at Claire Locke, so it's being run by one of the foremost media law firm <laughs> boutiques
1: <laughs> operating. Oh yeah. No,
0: I mean and of course You hit that when I'm not sitting next to, like, you understand that I can't have the soundboard open at all times and also do all of the other things I have to do with this show. So, First of all,
1: no, I did not. See? She
0: didn't realize it, so we did that. Yeah, so (laughs) no, all right.
1: Okay, this was a great story before it even became a law story.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: our good friends, this media law firm, it seems like the exact opposite of people you want to mess with.
0: Right, so the uh, uh actually did not respond. They sent their dog to respond, <laughs> and, and you know, good for the dog, uh, whose name is momentarily escaping me. Uh, began with a G.
1: Anyway, I'm pretty sure it's not relevant to the story, or is it?
0: I mean, I, I'm not going to be the one who gets in trouble for not adequately naming who the the author of this motion is. <laughs> um, the dog. The yeah. Dog.
1: I think that's probably sufficient to identify them.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So they
1: they filed a motion or was it a letter? What they
0: they sent a letter to the general counsel, uh of Twitter, of Twitter mm-hmm. uh asking, you know, what's going on and filling it, shall we say, with puns. Uh it's <laughs> yes, it's Gipper is the name of the dog. Uh and it is um it is a really impressive set of puns. Like the commitment to the bit for four or five pages is really impressive. And
1: you are a, a big proponent of puns. I'm sure regular listeners of, of this podcast are aware that you're pun-heavy at times. See, uh,
0: I, I don't know as though I am, but I, I, I did appreciate entire series the art form. Of-
1: ad reads about puns.
0: Yeah, I did do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, well, those weren't puns, really. Those were just, like, jokes mm. that were related to...
1: Know, some of them were puns. It
0: wasn't, a, it, it, was, it wasn't a pun. It was like, you talk about Rabbit and say, hop on down. Like, so, The that's... I, I don't know. Anyway, point is, commitment to the bit. Go on.
1: Yeah, so, for you to be impressed by it, I, I my point was just that it must be truly noteworthy. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, Clearlock, I feel as though they were getting out assuming there were associates involved who actually may have written this letter and not really just the dog. Uh, (laughs) Assuming for
1: a moment the dog did not actually write
0: this. Assuming. I feel like this was a cathartic moment for the people at Claire Locke who are obviously much more busy with a $1.3 billion lawsuit that they're filing (laughs) against a bunch of people. If you haven't been following that, they're the folks who are uh, Dominion's lawyers dealing with all that. Yeah, so So, they're... They're, They're, busy. Busy. They're busy, and I feel like this came at, for Twitter, this was a bad move to mess with a law firm in the first place, but then to mess with a law firm who desperately needed a, a change of pace and the ability yeah. to let loose did set up a, a great public relations moment in for
1: them. In my mind, so obviously I have no idea how this letter was drafted, if Gipper was involved or, or what <laughs> happened, but in my mind, there's some group chat, maybe Slack or whatever they use internally at the firm, where it's kind of all associates or the entire firm. And they're just for 24 hours to be like, come up with the best animal puns. Yeah. And then someone's just reading through the full list and <laughs> plugging them into the letter as appropriate. That, that's how I imagine this all went down. Yeah. Yeah. If you work there, don't tell me otherwise. I don't want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me believe that this is actually the way it happened.
0: But it really does underscore that there are times in this world where a well-placed letter that you uh, allow the, the public to see uh <laughs> it may be more powerful than anything you yeah, want to do pr legally. is
1: a hell of a drug yeah. right
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, it it ideally got um, plenty of attention uh it popped around twitter it do was we have fantastic. any uh,
1: uh, the, the ultimate result yet are they back
0: you know i haven't checked it because i was busy this weekend so i wasn't yeah, sure. uh, keeping enough. track uh but no um it's hopefully hopefully,
1: hopefully gipper will be back to tweeting
0: the firm was involved in doing some work for gipper how do you take i guess you any bones you're taking from gipper you've got to you've got to put in a segregated account like you Well, would. well,
1: I think that it's probably part of their pro bono work. So Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway assuming I am
1: just giddy that I came up with that one <laughs> assuming they
0: did collect any fees they would have to put them in a segregated account which brings us to a discussion about NOTA powered by MT Bank. You went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, no cost, IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnoda.com legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply.
1: So yeah, animal law, I guess, was was weirdly a theme of, of this past week because uh, it turned out that a deer was not killed by the South Dakota Oof. attorney general.
0: Yeah. Sorry, so is that an
1: awkward transition? That, a little bit. Uh, y- a little yeah.
0: Bit. Little um, bit. Yeah, no. It, so,
1: but That's a story that got you real hot last week.
0: It, not just last week. So uh, in the last week, probably if you haven't been following all that closely this story, you might have only heard about it last week when the Post started taking up the story of South Dakota attorney general, uh, Jason Ravensburg, right? Ravensburg. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Anyway, taking up that story largely because the uh, the governor's office, or more accurately, the Department of Public Safety, but mm-hmm. with authorization from the governor, released certain documents of the investigation into the South Dakota Attorney General. A lot of people hadn't heard about this case before the end.
1: You'd been writing about it. I've been writing about it
0: since September <laughs> yeah. because it's horrifying. The Attorney General of South Dakota killed a guy in September. The AG was driving back from a Trump fundraiser at a restaurant slash bar where they went with no masks. Way back in course, September, uh, because South Dakota second worst in the, in the second worst in the country. Congrats, North Dakota! Uh, but <laughs> so he was driving back from this fundraiser where they auctioned off, I believe, a a handgun that had Trump's name engraved on it. You know. Totally wow. normal stuff.
1: Wow. wow. Yeah.
0: So they he was coming back from that event and struck a man with his car. He later, when uh when it was discovered that someone was actually dead and authorities got involved, he claimed he thought he'd hit a deer. That he was had, not had true. no idea. Well, we don't know whether it's not true. Well, it was not true that he hit a deer. Right. That is correct. He that hit part, a, he that hit part a, we know. He hit a guy. Right. He, his claim that he thought he some, hit a deer. Someone's dead as a result. Yes. Yeah. The claim that he thought he hit a deer, uh, we don't know whether sure. he subjectively believes that or not. Sure. But, but he did not. But he hit somebody. He denies that he knew. Mm-hmm. He denies that there was any alcohol involved despite being at a bar for a fundraiser. Sure. But what really brought this story, because uh, it... So first of all, this happens. Then the investigation concludes with the prosecutors there agreeing to three misdemeanor charges, like illegal lane change is like the charge. There's no charges that even approach different degrees of involuntary no, no or vehicular manslaughter, manslaughter no, no anything. So the no. fact
1: that someone's dead is irrelevant to no the charges. No leaving
0: the scene of an accident. Which no, definitely any of this. happens, yeah. Yeah, and no misleading authorities, uh, which brings us to... Where we are now. So that happened. I was very upset about that yeah. a few months, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when that was going on. Still not a lot of mainstream coverage. Mainstream coverage picks up with these revelations that authorities found that the dead man's glasses were inside the AG's car, uh, which is where they ended up because he struck him straight on through the windshield, which really puts a lie to the idea that it was a deer, uh, maybe, because the idea that you hit something, like you may have sideswiped something, that's critical to the argument that I'm not sure who uh, what I hit. Mm-hmm. Hitting straight through your windshield makes it a lot harder to say, I had no idea what I did.
1: Also, there are glasses in your car right. that came from someone, right. right? They're not yours.
0: Right. And, and, and authorities confronted him with this. Uh, there's transcripts of that. That was part of what was getting released. It also puts you in a situation of, Having it been a direct hit, the question is: either you knew that this wasn't a deer and lied to us mm-hmm. and left somebody to die on this on the side of the road, or you were so drunk you had no idea that you had actually hit a person when right. you did. Both of them but seem more bad. plausible
1: than than he earnestly believed.
0: Right, both bad for him and both issues that the local prosecutors are seeming to shrug totally their shoulders ignore. at. Yeah. Uh, that said, the local government in South Dakota seems largely outraged by this. The governor, of course, released this stuff. It's all part of an effort to, she called upon him to resign. He said he's not going to do that because he doesn't see why he should have to. Respect for law is not a thing, I guess. So the state legislature is beginning an impeachment discussion. All of these releases of all of the interviews are certainly damning as Mm -hmm. far as that goes he has now secured a gag order to prevent anyone else from seeing any of this evidence at this point claiming that he needs uh his trial would be compromised even though none of the stuff that's being released would have any bearing on an illegal lane change trial which at this point reminder is all that is going on and the state prosecutors consented to this gag order Really underscoring that they are just as much in the tank for not having anything ever. Right. Come
1: well, I mean out. they're the ones who brought the charges, right? right? So they don't want anything to come
0: out either but that makes them look right bad. It makes yeah. them look
1: awful. I-, I would say query whether or not that's even a worse look, right? If state prosecutors yeah. have this kind of evidence and have these questions on the record, they have all of the information. Right. Yeah. But, you know, part of me, you know, the person who went to law school has respect for the concept of the law and whatnot, says, well, releasing this information is not great. Yeah. But, you know, it's not sort of the thing you want to see. But on the other hand, I feel very strongly that the society writ large is better off being aware of this than not.
0: Yeah, the real problem for me is, yes, I think that people deserve fair trials and not to have this handled in the media. And to that extent, Mm -hmm. it is a bad thing for the government to be releasing investigative data before, like, the whole thing's done. But these charges of illegal lane change using an electronic device, and I can't remember the third one, but it's it's no more damning than those Mm -hmm. two charges. That trial is not impacted by any of this. Right. These transcripts. The reason these transcripts are being gagged is to push down the road this more public-facing, more political punishment. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with a fair trial. It has everything to do with the impeachment discussion and the resignation pressure. And to that extent, it is, while I respect the rule of law argument and say he's got a point that this stuff shouldn't be coming out to compromise a fair trial, Mm -hmm. the reality of the situation is that this is a disrespect of the concept of the rule of law to utilize the, oh, I need a fair trial as a way of putting a clamp on something that is irrelevant to whether or not you get a fair trial, but entirely relevant to the actual administration of justice.
1: Sure. But to devil's advocate again, on the other hand, my guess is that this is the most damning of the information that's available to be released, right?
0: (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, well, I don't Uh, know. I guess I don't know.
1: I guess I have no idea. But- Making, you know, educated guesses here, it seems to me that if you were the one who was releasing this information, you're going to start with the biggest one. You're going to start with the big doozy, especially if your goal is to either put pressure on for additional charges or for political ramifications, impeachment, that sort of thing. You know, social sciences has proven that people mostly remember the first thing they hear about any given story. So you want them to have sort of the biggest headline the most shocking detail to be out there and i think and also i mean the fact that the dead man's glasses was in the ag's car is is that is a shocking reveal yeah right it is the dun 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 moment right here so i certainly hope that that's the most shocking information that exists and yeah i don't know but this seems awful
0: yes it is truly awful uh it has played out as a really tragic story. Not only the the man's life, but then a person whose job it is to be the symbol of law in Mm -hmm. law and order in a state refusing to accept responsibility for anything, uh, pushing this down hijacking these concepts of fair trial as a way of keeping his political career alive. Just really kind of a a slow motion continuing tragedy that is is still going on. Mm -hmm. We don't have a resolution yet. We'll know more in the future. Sure,
1: developing story. (laughs) Yeah,
0: still, yeah. Anyway, um, there is no good transition out of that.
1: Well, sometimes you have awful stories and, you know...
0: How have law firms weathered previous economic downturns and come out stronger on the other side? LexisNexis Interaction has released an in-depth global research report confronting the 2020 downturn, lessons learned during previous economic crises. Download your free copy at interaction.com slash lawyer to see tips, strategies, plans, and statistics from leaders who have been through this before and how they've reached success again.
1: So another big story of this past week, I think we've actually both written about Paul Davis.
0: Paul, Paul, Paul Davis is is becoming, I I mean, an early contender for the Above the Law Lawyer of the Year uh, award.
1: It is is just barely March, but yes, (laughs) yeah. I mean, listen, if you don't know his name, what have you been reading for the last few months?
0: (laughs) Paul Davis came to our attention originally because he was a lawyer who was January
1: seventh. (laughs) <laughs> is when I first learned his name. It was
0: January 7th, so you can guess why he came into the news. Uh, he was identified at the riot, and it turned yeah. out he was an assistant general counsel. Uh, at and
1: head of HR.
0: Head of HR. Which... Hmm, problematic.
1: Which really hurts my mind sometimes to think at, about uh, goosehead at, insurance.
0: At an insurance company, they yeah. promptly dismissed him given all sure. of his problem, which on the one hand, you right. say, good move. On the other hand, you say... I'm not sure that the break happened just on January 6th. How did this person rise to this job in the first place? Sure,
1: sure. And uh, more than just um, being identified as attending the Capitol on January 6th, he also uh, posted social media posts that mm-hmm. uh, where he boasted about being tear gassed and said, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is get into the Capitol right here or something along those lines. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he says now that he did not storm the castle. He was peacefully protesting. But again, that footage is what it is. But so, yeah, he was fired. Then he decided to put his law degree to good use and filed a case where he named every single politician <laughs> as a defendant, as well as Mark Zuckerberg. And he sought to have the uh, entire... One hundred seventeenth Congress overturned, saying that there were violations of voting rights acts and civil rights violations. Um, but he
0: had a plan for what we would do. Obviously, right. if you if you did strike down the entire U.S. government, that would strike you as a it would, would be a problem. But he has a plan for dealing. Gondor with the, has no king. Yes, Gondor doesn't have a king. Uh, his position yeah. is that in the Lord of the Rings. Gondor was able to survive not having a king by turning over power to the stewards, and he said that my, maybe that's what we should my do. My
1: thing is, okay, this has obviously gotten a lot of the buzz, right? Hobbit-loving lawyer, right? Because he uses a fictional example to say what should happen in the event of actually overturning the entire system of government that we have.
0: Sure. Fictional.
1: <laughs> now he's being naive. But, but here's the thing. It's because, you know, there's a steward in Gondor.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the, Denethor II. the Second. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Okay,
1: nerd check over here does what it does. But here's the thing: there have been Stuarts IRL, like.
0: Well, yeah, you you can have like Prince Regents and stuff like sure. that. It really only works in a monarchical system. Well, yeah. sure,
1: it's not our form of government. Agree, but you don't even have to go to fiction. Is my point? And there are two fundamental problems. One is we're not a monarchy. Two is we are real. Right.
0: Right. Yes.
1: So you could have you could have boiled it down to one problem if you wanted.
0: Anyway, well, that case he got fired from.
1: He did get fired from a bunch of, for uh, several of the plaintiffs there. And not then all he's trying
0: them. to get law fees for the, pro bono work that he did there.
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you did. You brought it right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, so yeah.
0: he's trying to get legal fees from that. But now he's yeah. filed a new lawsuit. Now his new plan does not involve anyone from Middle Earth. It instead involves a situation where Trump. Well,
1: but it's it's a rehash of the original complaint
0: very yeah. similar like yeah. arguments, yes, but now the plan is that if the government does anything in the intervening period here, Trump gets to write an objection that the court will say, oh, well, then that's
1: I mean, no, yeah no where is he going to write it? He's banned from Twitter.
0: yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> that's that's as good as he gets
0: yes so that's the plan uh so, but paul davis is back he's now got this new theory he's like uh, a,
1: a real character
0: yeah hey, what one wonders when the um vexatious litigation hammer falls down on this but for now.
1: Well, I mean, the judge in the case has already said that he thought the underlying case was, quote, without merit. So I, I, my guess is we we don't have very long to beat up on Paul Davis. But, you know, as long as he keeps on filing motions, I will continue to write right.
0: about them. we Right. We, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, hey, sometimes you look at the U.S. government and you think, hmm, maybe... Maybe it would be better if, no, uh, No. not not really necessarily. But you know, if you got rid of the government, you could streamline administrative tasks. Let's hear from our friends at Lexicon.
1: That was smooth. Smooth like silk.
0: So yeah, um, Yeah. that was basically all that was going on. The one thing that I thought was worth an extra bit of conversation, Okay, you wrote some bit about Gordon Kaplan. Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes. And we never really gotten a chance to talk about that because the 200th episode happened. So Gordon Kaplan, formerly of Wilkie. Right.
1: uh, Former chair of Wilkie.
0: Yes. Who was the highest profile person for, as a as, as a lawyer, as a lawyer yeah. podcast clearly the most important person involved in the varsity blue scandal I think there were some sitcom people also but and Becky
1: who <laughs> yeah
0: clearly from our perspective Gordon Kaplan being the most important involved yeah. uh, but you got an update on him as he's now yeah. he's also been a guest of this particular show
1: <laughs> so yeah you're, like you're he sure. has
0: been on this podcast yeah yeah, yeah. you can go back
1: and listen to that episode too but yeah so he had pled guilty to a bunch of charges you know all that had taken place already but that was not sort of the end of the potential consequences he was uh his license was on the line but Mm -hmm. he avoided disbarment and a ethics panel said that he would just be suspended for two years dating back to the date of his original uh, interim suspension so he will at some point in the future be able to practice law again uh and Yeah. He said, you know, I've destroyed my life. Uh, It was a bunch of letters from folks saying, you know, he's he's such a great person. This is his first ethical lapse. It has more to do with his personal life than his professional one. So the court was convinced or the the ethics panel, rather, was convinced and decided not to drop the disbarment hammer.
0: I mean, yeah, which I understand. Listen, the reason he was on this show in the past was for kind of heroic pro bono work.
1: Sure. That's actually very interesting. I've, I've, We've had, when I originally published the story, we did have a bunch of reaction folks being like, oh, it's only because he's, you know, rich or was rich and powerful, has a lot of powerful friends that they're making this decision. You know, a lot of people are just kind of uh, angry about it in general, but I think that is an interesting kind of counter that, he could potentially use his license in service of really good yeah. you know, public service and public good works. So making sure he still has that ability in the future at some point might be useful.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I certainly think that the, the recognition of what he did wrong and why that it mm-hmm. was in the quotes that you had yeah. of his uh, was yeah. useful.
1: And I, he kind of, you know, puts the blame very much on big law ish culture saying that, that kind of striving for perfection and that, things are never good enough unless everything's perfect. The perfectionism that is widely seen throughout big law and frankly has lots of lots of repercussions within the industry, right? We have terrible incidences of mental health issues, of addiction issues and I think a lot of the underlying causes are rooted back to the types of people who are drawn to elite legal practice and a lot of the behavioral tendencies that are reinforced by big law. And I think that this notion of perfectionism and elitism has a lot of negative consequences. And that's how in Gordon Kaplan's particular life, they express themselves. But he he admits that, you know, I ruined my life.
0: Mm, Yeah, well... Indeed. Now, he was a litigator, right? He was a litigator. Yeah. Yeah. See, can't really do much with that. But if you work with contracts and don't use contract tools, you're missing a lot. Save time, make more money, and do a better job for your clients with contract tools by Paper Software. Contract tools is the most powerful word add-in for working with contracts. Thousands of lawyers all over the world rely on contract tools every day for every kind of deal. Visit papersoftware.com to watch a demo and get a free trial. So... Catherine, we've made it through another episode of this show. 201. 201.
1: 201's in the books, baby.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening to the show. You can always be subscribed to the show. That way you get the episodes as soon as they drop. You should be giving it reviews, uh, stars, and writing some things. You know, that all shows engagement, and that's all valuable for us. You should be reading above the law, as always. You should follow. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine1, the numeral one, on Twitter. Maybe she'll even tweet something this week. Who knows? Uh, hey,
1: I've been much better about using my Twitter.
0: I mean, being better than zero is certainly a thing. First It's of an all, infinite first of all, improvement.
1: First of all, we are still going to applaud even small changes in behaviors. First are, of all. Are we? Okay. I am. I am. Listen.
0: Wow. Well done. You're a dick. Yes. Anyway, next, my point is, yeah. small,
1: listen, Rome is not built in a night. Small changes lead to bigger changes in your life. It's 2021. We need to take the W's wherever we get them.
0: Fair enough. All right. So you should be listening to also the Jabot and the Legal Tech Week legal technology journalist roundtable that we're on you should be checking out the other ltn shows and with all that i guess uh, another shout out back to contract tools lexicon nota powered by m bank and lexisnexis interaction and uh with that i think we're good to go you don't get peace this week. Peace.